0: Hello and welcome to episode 14 of El Vanilo, the podcast that looks at the greatest albums of all time and the history around it. Um, my name is Matt and with me, some say he lives on the dark side of the moon. Nice. But I want to tell you, head isn't that bad. Whoa. Adam, it's nice to see you.
1: Wow, just another brick in the wall. How you doing?
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm good, thank you. I'm good, good, thank you. How about you? How's your week been?
1: Good. Uh it's been it been an interesting week. It's been a short week for me, um, because I had Monday off, um, and I have today, the day we record, Friday off. So I was only in for three days, which I'm very thankful for. Um, just because who likes to work, really? You know what I mean? It's, it's just chill vibes. Let's just chill out. Who needs to work? Um, so it's been it's been an alright week. Um, because I have two days off. How's your week been?
0: Yeah, it's been okay. I. I've enjoyed this week. The sun's come out, which is good. Um, it's blaring. Absolutely blaring. You know
1: what it is? It's cracking the flags, which is one of my favourite expressions. <laughs> it's a real powerful a image of just the sun. Just If you want to go a shirtless sun just with a, a hammer, just cracking flags. don't know why it has to be shirtless, but why not? That's just where my mind's Is, it, is that what it means? I don't know. I, well, I think, yeah, it's so hot that it's cracking
0: the flags, I assume. Oh, uh. I just thought it meant when <laughs> this is going to sound This to be great. And... Buckle in, kids, because this is going to be great. Go on. I hadn't thought about saying it out loud makes it sound stupid. Mm-hmm. When you look at a flag, mm. the sun is beaming behind it. That's what I thought it meant. What?
1: <laughs> what like, going through the cracks? I don't... What? <laughs>
0: no, like a flag moves. Right. Right. Right, and so when the flag's moving, I'm current. No one can see this, but I'm currently like doing a flag moving yeah, yeah. gesture. When it's when the flag is moving, mm. you can see the sun behind it just like bouncing through. So when them.
1: we've both heard that phrase, a very common phrase, I've thought of paving flags, and you thought of cot- cloth flags on a flagpole. Essentially, what's happened? It
0: happens. Yeah, I'm gonna look it up. I'm looking it up right now. Look it up
1: find out find out the origin i love finding the origin of words and the uh, the etymology about etymology or entomology
0: mm. it's one of it them it refers mm. <laughs> to cracking the flagstones like the paving slabs yeah. so i mean maybe i'm just a bit thick <laughs> you know what? Let, that's let's, what we are finding let's out take the
1: positives not like you're thick man. no no it's just that like your brain is is thinking different <laughs> it's apple it's apple up there think different you know what i mean
0: well, it's been a good week, hasn't it? And we had our After Dark episode come out mm. this week, our first ever bonus episodes, And I've got some feedback Adam. Go on. And you're saying to me, how have you got feedback Well, it's not even out because we're well, still recording before it comes I out on Saturday.
1: And if someone has a time machine and they're not telling me and they're keeping it to themselves, I'm going to be very disappointed. But go on.
0: So, on the new uh, the Bonus episode. Mm. We used a little bit of a different format. We, we had a nice little technical tenor, a little jazz bed. Ooh, you know, Ooh I would have in that. Come on, <laughs> rather than just like the silence uh, <laughs> that we sit behind. This is behind us. The awkward, oh, awkward, cold silence. <laughs> <laughs> and so, if you like the jazz bed, let us know because mm. we're we're a big fan. Mm. Um, and so I thought I'll show my wife Becky. Mm. You know, get some feedback. And we get one minute in, and Adam says, after dark, right? I mean, you can do better than that. Come on, come on. <laughs> I'm not doing it. And she says, ugh, it sounds wet. Ugh, <laughs> 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 he sounds like the child catcher. <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> I want to vomit. Get this off right now. <laughs> hold on a minute, hold on. She right, hated the it. child
1: catcher, the child catcher is like, kill your head lollipops. That's the child catcher from Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Right, mine was after dark. It's deep. <laughs> the child catcher is high and also looks like Michael Jackson, which is quite strange because it came out way before Michael Jackson did that to his face. But...
0: Mm. Well, I don't think Becky understood the late night radio reference. No. She said she did. Mm. But maybe we'll find out, won't we? If you creep out a lot of people <laughs> out, if you ruin, if you just ruined the whole bonus episode. <laughs> uh... Because I said to her, it gets worse every time he does it. She said... Turn it off right now.
1: Oh wow. Turn it off? Well if 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 we find out that people are just switching it off halfway through, I think we'll know why. It's because it's too after dark.
0: <laughs> and you know, we were just trying to get our very best late night radio. Just smooth, you know, sultry tones, that's all. That's it. And last week we <laughs> talked about on the main pod, and we talked about late night radio and we talked about our good friends. Not off lens, but you know, influenced us, maybe (laughs) Pete Price, (laughs) (laughs) who does late night radio in Liverpool. He's just
1: a known figure in the city. Let's not, (laughs) I don't think Pete Price has influenced anyone apart from to influence them to turn off the radio. I think that's all he's really influenced anyone (laughs) to do.
0: Yeah, but we were reminiscing, weren't we, how when we were teenagers, Mm. we didn't have phones or iPods (laughs) that you could just like (laughs) listen to things. Listen to Mm. music forever. We had to listen Mm. to the radio, and late night radio was something that we'd never experienced before. So, I have been listening to the best bits of Pete Price's radio show (laughs) this week, and I'm going to play some for you now, Adam. Mm. And you know, I Becky said to me, "Why are you talking about Pete Price when there's people all over the world listening to the podcast?" (laughs) and she's got a point <laughs> true but you know what
1: you can search for it on youtube so we're educating the world
0: on people yeah and i thought like you know what this is part of the northwest it's not the best of the northwest by any means it's probably the sense. worst of it mm-hmm. but it's probably the worst of it but i thought i would play my favorite clip that i found this week mm-hmm. for you asm, so we'll kind of talk over it so that we uh, don't get sued <laughs> Oh right, okay.
1: <laughs> I'm not. Price I'm comes not sure us. what
0: the rules are, but I mean, <laughs> we'll just um, play it by it. We'll, we'll just go for it, won't we? And we'll get sued, you know. <laughs> Pete Price claims that he has millions. Wow. You know, I know he says his house is worth two million pounds and he has a swimming pool.
1: He he likes to um. I th- I don't know whether this will feature on this, but he likes to call people no marks. um, especially those who upset him. I feel like this might feature in this uh, in this clip. Um, so do you
0: know what? This This is a bit of a different clip oh, okay. because this is the first one I've ever heard that leaves him speechless. Oh,
1: brilliant. I'm, I'm
0: game. Okay, so we've set it up. Okay. So for those of you who haven't experienced Pete Price, this is a two-minute clip from his show. <laughs> two minutes? Wow. <laughs> two minutes, I know, but we'll probably cut it after one and a half because it goes really quiet. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we here we go. You ready? Buckle in. Hello, Mick. All right, Pete, how are you, mate? I'm fine, mate. So, I'm love their interest. Hold on, on, we
1: stop right there. Stop right there for that. Sec- right. <laughs> I love Scousers. It's just like, all right, Pete. I love Pete. Yeah, all right, Pete. Just like they know him. No one knows Pete Price. <laughs> he's an enigma, but they can't. Hey, eff- like, he's at the pub with I,
0: them. I bumped into Pete Price. Well, sure, okay. <laughs> But I wouldn't say you
1: know right. him enough to go, all oh, right, no. Pete. <laughs> Sorry, I, I won't interrupt.
0: Right, let's go again. Go you right. can interrupt, that's fine. Right, and we can stop it whenever you want. I'm going to start it again now. Go. Here we go. Hello, Mick. All right, Pete. How are you, mate? I'm fine, right, Mick. All right, Pete. And I just want to talk to about <laughs> antisocial <laughs> behaviour. Well, classic. A, a classic. A what it is, Pete. Two dogs fighting. What's the There must have been about five or six lads in the front path. Five or six I just think it's out of order I mean When well, we
1: used to be you know,
0: This is classic a isn't it <laughs> game, a with your mates. You used to think about like that, did you? That's what we never. do as kids right. thing? Nope On Nope It's a Mizzy night Do you just want to explain <laughs> what Mizzy night is for people Mizzy
1: night um, So mischief, mischief night Is the night, night before Halloween Mischief Night is its full title. Scousers, people from the northwest call it Mizzy Night. Um, most people fairly well behaved on Mizzy Night. It's just another chance to go out. Um, but for the younger kids who maybe want to get into a bit of trouble, um, they just go out and throw eggs and cause a bit of mischief on Mizzy Night.
0: So, they do. They do. It's a bit weird,
1: isn't it? It's is a bit of a it's weird a weird thing. cultural thing. Yeah. Um. I think a lot of it is harmless, but... I think, the, yeah, I think some people do take it too far, but as yeah. with anything.
0: Well, let's carry on. So it's Missy night. Let's carry on. What are oh, they? Right.
1: What are night Or whatever they call it these days. It must have been a band.
0: Half two in the morning. <laughs> and you know what, Pete? My seven-year-old son Half wakes two. me up crying his eyes out telling me there's a fire in the hall. Mm. So I run down the stairs, and some horrible waste of space has put a firework through my leather box and the carpet's on fire. So the youngest Not son good. wears, he's only five Pete. He
1: pulls on me leg and goes, Dad, that fire smells
0: like a kebab. <laughs> a kebab, Peter. A kebab, Peter. <laughs> a kebab.
1: Pete smells like a kebab. I love the fact that a few prices just sitting there and he doesn't Pete. know whether it's legit or whether it's someone pulling his oh. leg. Like, he's like,
0: mm-hmm, a kebab. Well, as soon as someone says, me five-year-old says... <laughs>
1: Like, Wes he's only five. Oh, Wes He's only five And he pulls at me like He says Dad that fire
0: Smells like a kebab
1: <laughs> Which I think It'd be nice I wish all fire Smelled like a kebab Kebab's the boss
0: Oh my goodness Oh my goodness I'm pretty what? sure This isn't a true story <laughs> But um Very funny um, It pretty much Just Do, goes like that After
1: that Does it After that What does Does P Price Just go
0: silent Kebab Yeah so let me Play it for you I start playing it there, But I'll play it more. <laughs> There <laughs> we go. Oh, we've gone back a little bit. Pete.
1: Only five. Only, like only five Pete. It smells like a kebab. Silence.
0: Don't a kebab.
1: More silence.
0: Kebab Pete. <laughs> kebab. <laughs> Pete. <laughs> Pete. <laughs>
1: It's unbelievable, isn't it? Me, calf, it smells like a
0: kebab. <laughs> so you know, uh, <laughs> it's just ridiculous, isn't it? And so, so this is this is a little bit of what we listened to mm. when we were teenagers. And this but, uh, man is
1: a serious radio host. <laughs> and yeah,
0: with millions of pounds,
1: with millions of pounds, and yet people just don't take him seriously, and rightly so, because you know what? You shouldn't take him seriously. The man's a lizard. <laughs> Pete
0: Price yeah, a is a lizard. Yeah. Oh, it's just funny. Imagine if the reason, though, mm. I was just thinking, like, mm. we take the mic, but imagine we're here because we've been influenced by Pete Price. You know what Oh, gosh.
1: But you know what? Me carpet doesn't smell like <laughs> well. so I'm winning in life. A kebab, oh my Pete. That's incredible. I'll stay with me. I want that. You know when people used to have really crap ringtones? <laughs> like Bo yeah. Selector or something? I want my yeah. text tone to be a kebab, Pete. That's what I want. <laughs> so funny. Incredible.
0: Oh, my goodness. So funny. So hmm. I thought we'd just give a little bit. Just of, context. Of, you know, context. Mm-hmm. And please, you know, that isn't the best thing about Liverpool. It's probably no. the worst thing about Liverpool. Um, but... You know, I think he's still going on the radio anyway. I'm not really sure.
1: Probably, you can't get rid of him. No. He does pantos in the winter. Um, oh, yeah. That's how he's got his money, you know. I reckon Panto pays very well. If you're a, if you're an actor or a soap person and you're struggling for money, do a panto. You'll be set for life. I tell you.
0: That's what we'll be doing in three years.
1: Yeah. That's, oh gosh. <laughs> See yourself on the chains <laughs> on Merseyrail on the posters. We'll
0: have we'll have taken over Radio City, which is the radio station in Liverpool. Mm. We'll be doing after dark. Nice. And uh, oh, Pete Price will be no more. And, uh, you know, we'll be having <laughs> <time. laughs> not. We're not wishing <laughs> death. There'll be no more. <laughs> no, no, he does Gosh. No, just not allowed. I just meant we just took his job, mm, that's all. Sure. Less sinister, obviously. Less. Oh, right, shall we get into the music? Let's get into the music. I like that. Come shall on, we get into the music? <laughs> Let's get into it. So this week's album is The Wall by Pink Floyd. Mm. Uh, from 1979 yes. and so before we get in the music i said we were going to but we're gonna get in to the context we're gonna get into some history adam tell us a little bit about 1979
1: 79 and um, so yes yeah, 79 what i've decided to do for the facts i realised thinking back on on whenever i do a year um, the facts tend to sometimes be a little bit brutal and a little bit Unhappy because the world's an unhappy place, children. But um, I've decided, <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> yeah. But I've decided to try and keep the facts majority of them uh, upbeat. Uh, starting with some music events and uh, musical things that happened in nineteen seventy nine. Michael Jackson, a young Michael Jackson, releases his breakthrough album Off the Wall. This is his first solo album. He releases it in August, um, and this is his first solo album since he was. Obviously, with his brothers, the Jacksons. They were the Jacksons, and the Jackson 5. Or the Jackson 5 and then the Jacksons. Either way. uh, He goes out on his own. He's outgrown them, very much so. And uh, he starts off his brilliant career with that wonderful album, Off the Wall, which we will get to. I've seen it on the list. It's coming up um, in about 10 or so episodes time. and So I'm very excited about that. Um, Here's a fun one for you. The YMCA, the organisation, the Young Man's Christian association is that what they're called? Young Man's Christian Association? Something like that. Well, the association, they sue the village people for libel due to the song of the same name. So, you'd think... I always thought that the YMCA asked the village people to do it for, like, marketing or something, and it then became a hit song. No. No, I don't think the YMCA, YMCA had anything to do with it. The village people just did it, and then the YMCA were like, nah, we don't want you to do that. Um... It's quite incredible. Um, on a bit of a sad one, Sid Vicious, who was the former member of the Sex Pistols, died due to a heroin overdose. Um, and he'd actually he was in the middle of a of an investigation for, um, domestic abuse against his, his girlfriend or his wife, and he'd just come out of Rikers Prison, um, which is in New
0: York, um, I believe. Didn't and, he uh, kill yeah, her? Is that what happened?
1: I don't know. I don't know. I didn't look into it. Um, I don't know too much. <laughs> or I don't know anything we about the Sex Pistols. We should know that, really.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we we should know that is quite um but uh yeah
1: but yeah. so on a sad note he he passed away some other events that happened in 79 and um, the general knowledge quiz game trivial pursuit was launched and um, since then there's been many different versions there's been disney one there's been dvd versions all sorts of trivial pursuits uh, espn was launched channel so you can have sports 24 uh, 7. It's the channel that people stick on when there's nothing else on telly and then there's always some random sport on or something isn't it um, on ESPN like bowling yeah, um, or something like that. Tempin Bowling I think is on ESPN. Bit of a mad one.
0: Or even baseball. For those who mm. are Americans please educate us because I mean I've got no idea mm. how baseball works yeah. or why it's interesting. I, do, I, watched, um,
1: I watched Moneyball the other week um, which story I think Brad Brad Pitt in it Brad Pitt, um, about how this fella turned this struggling baseball team into like this unbeaten world's best just by like using maths and Jonah Hill's in it as well, and um, it won a few Oscars. Really good. So Moneyball. Um, but I still don't understand baseball after watching that at all. Um, fun fact: in nineteen seventy nine, the Sahara Desert experienced snow for thirty minutes. So you're never going to expect snow in the desert. But for some reason in 1979, the planet aligned correctly and there was snow in the Sahara Desert for 30 minutes. Um,
0: that's what I come to El Vanilo for, mm, is a fact like that. That's An absolute one. gem of a fact mm. like that.
1: I guarantee that one will be on a pub quiz somewhere. So keep that one tucked away and you'll be winning You'll be winning points. And then I want you to share your prize with me because, you know, you're only one because of me. Um, moving away from snow, but still keeping with the sand theme, the first British nudist beach was established in Brighton, of all places. So the men and women of Brighton could just get it all out there on the beach. Um, I've never well, been to not? Brighton as far as as far as I know. Never been to Brighton. Um, but I hear it's. i going to say I've never there?
0: been to a nudist beach.
1: Oh no, I go to them all the time. Um, I have a membership. Um, to many I, I went to
0: Brighton earlier this year oh ah? mm-hmm. I ran wow. down the front that's how all I can it? tell you how is Brighton? Very you about Brighton yeah very nice very nice You've got the I beach like huts it. haven't they in Brighton was
1: that mm-hmm. yeah and the pier yeah. Brighton rocks oh, yeah
0: to be honest, I wasn't there for very long so I can't tell you very much about no, it fair enough. It, was a, it was a nice run got cool. a good time excellent yeah
1: well, there you go <laughs> um Moving away from the fun facts to a bit more of a serious one, but a very important one in history. It, China instituted its one child policy to help control its exploding population. So China's population is just exponentially growing, getting bigger and bigger year on year. So the government, the Chinese government, decides to enforce this rule that couples can only have one child. Um this leads to a lot of people um making a decision about what child they want to carry on their, their family, they only want a boy. So it leads to a lot of young well, a lot of Chinese um babies um being left in orphanages and just being left on the streets because they were girls. Um so it definitely didn't fix a lot of their problems. It left them with more problems. Um but it I suppose it worked to reduce their population. Um but China to do that and I think I don't know when they got rid of it, but I feel like it was recent. I feel like they only got rid of it recently. I'm gonna look this up now. One child policy. Talk amongst yourselves. Class. <laughs> I I policy. watched um
0: mm. on Netflix at the moment they have a History one oh one yeah. um programme. We've just finished it and they talked about China's economy. Mm. Just the most fascinating thing, man. They're, they're just just unbelievable, isn't it? But Yeah. I'm are, not sure whether it's good or bad
1: yeah they they are a country that knows that has just grown from from nothing their their industry has just moved from farming to just technology and export and making goods and manufacturing and it just just skyrocketed um so um 1979 is when it came into fruition it says in October 2015 the chinese news agency uh, announced plans of the government to abolish the one child policy so in 2015, they were just talking about it. Um, I can't find exactly when. Um, oh, no, late 2015 uh, and beginning in early 2016, all families would be allowed to have two children. So so it went on for a far, far long time than you'd think. Um, far longer time than you'd think. Um, so look into that. Um, you want a bit of extra reading? China's uh, one-child policy and how that kind of affected their country. Um, but to go on to more happier facts, uh, the first modern bungee jump was performed in 1979. It was performed by the Oxford University Dangerous Sports Club. Um, I don't know what other dangerous sports they maybe do, apart from maybe like alligator wrestling or something like that. Um, but they jumped from the Clifton Suspension Bridge, which joins England and Wales, um. And yeah, that's the first bungee jump. Can you imagine how nerve-wracking that would be to do a bungee, the first bungee jump to test those ropes like, ooh, I couldn't do it.
0: Would you ever do a bungee jump, Adam?
1: I don't think so. I I think I might jump out of a plane, parachute, but I don't think I can do a bungee jump. I don't, I don't know why. I just, ugh, it doesn't sit well with me. I don't like, I have a bit of a fear, not of height, I can go up high things, but it's the falling off and like i've had the odd dream about falling off high things and it just gives me the heebie-jeebies doesn't end well not does not end well um final few facts visicalc becomes the first spreadsheet program so for all you microsoft excel nerds out there visicalc did it first in 1979 before bill gates thought about it um so people were able to put in their their you know what what do you put in spreadsheets data I don't, I don't know I work in IT but yeah. I don't know
0: formulas formulas
1: and um, people were able to organize themselves in a much more efficient way um and a big one also connected to music sony introduces the sony walkman for $200 um which is quite incredible I've got a sony walkman um lovely black plastic thing I can't find it I I moved and I can't find it but I definitely have one um on tape wise, I have got I've got License to Ill by the Beastie Boys. It's a good one. And uh, I've got Blink 182s live album. Uh, Take Off Your Pants oh, and Make nice. It Live. Yeah.
0: That's a great album.
1: And that tape, instead of a tape being like instead of the tape for the Blink one being like clear or black, it's bright green. Which I quite like. They're quite nice collector's items, tapes. Um so yeah, Sony introduced the Sony Walkman, which would then be replaced by the Discman, and then that would just go out of fashion because the iPod came and beat everyone. And then finally, People Born. Um we've got three people here. Come on. Kate Hudson, um who I believe is the daughter of Goldie Horn and Keith. No, not Keith. Kate Russell. Um Heath Ledger, the best joker. Um also in Ten Things I Hate About You and many other things. Uh, a Night's Tale. Brilliant actor. Um, won an Oscar after his death for his portrayal of the Joker in The Dark Knight. Um, the Dark Knight, which is a film that me and my friends would constantly, every time we stayed over at each other's houses, we'd look at each other and go, should we watch The Dark Knight? And we'd just watch The Dark Knight constantly. Um, sometimes just skipping you know, to The Joker's bits because they're the best bits, to be honest. Um,
0: I've only seen it once, but maybe I'll watch it again. Oh, but...
1: The The Dark Knight trilogy of films... Um,
0: Brilliant, brilliant. Oh, I've only seen two of them, so I didn't uh, even know there was yeah. three.
1: Now, Batman Begins, Saturday. Dark Knight, and then Dark Knight Rises? Well, I don't know the tales, but they're very, very good. Um, and then finally, Jennifer Love Hewitt, who um, is in Sister Act, an actress, and she also had this really crap show called Ghost Whisperer or something like that. Um, I just remember it being advertised on ABC, and it, it looked really terrible, if I'm honest. Um, but yeah, that is some things that happened in seventy-nine and some people that were born in seventy-nine.
0: Brilliant. Mm-hmm. And some albums that came out this year. Mm-hmm. I Am by Earth, Wind and Fire. Oh, Brilliant. September. Yeah. Highway to Hell, A mm-hmm. Uh Fleetwood Max Tusk. Good album. Uh Off the Wall, you've already said. Uh Joy Division's Unknown Pleasures. Ooh. Uh Tom Petty and The Heartbreakers damn the torpedoes Mm. and the clash london calling so it's a big year year. for music Mm. and let me tell you this album that we're going to go on to talk about does not um i mean it's at the top of that list really um it's a, a acclaimed album it's well talked about and um a much loved album so let's talk about Pink Floyd and The Wall. I'm right in thinking, Adam, that you'd never really listened to much Pink Floyd before this, right? There was one song, two, two
1: three songs. Three songs of Pink Floyd that I know. Um, one of them on this album, Comfortably None. Um, Another an, another one on the album, uh, Another Brick in the Wall, Part 2. Um, and then the third one, Money. That's Pink Floyd, isn't it?
0: Yeah,
1: Um yeah. yeah. So they're the three. I, I've tried listening to Wish You Were Here which is another really famous one. I've never got into it, but after this listening I might give it this album I might give it a listen. Mm-hmm. Um but well, yes. Yeah, not that's much, a
0: little teaser right there. Little teaser.
1: Um but not much of a Pink Floyd fan. No, I'm gonna
0: yeah. say. No. And I, I hadn't really spent much time either. Um really, I kinda knew that it'd all fallen out. And okay. to be honest, having looked at it, didn't ever really get on. Right. <laughs> so um and I Something I love about the Beatles is while they were in the Beatles, they had this like chemistry mm. about them, do you know what I mean? And so, but do you know what? This was a journey. And a really good journey, a really interesting journey. So let's talk a little bit about it. The War is the 11th studio album by Pink Floyd. Mm -hmm. And it was released in November of 1979 uh, on Columbia Records. And it is a rock opera. We're back with the rock operas. (laughs) Um, And it's a rock opera about this character called Pink, uh, very original name. Hmm. and he's a jaded rock star who becomes like self-imposed and isolated and um, he like symbolically builds a wall so that's uh-huh. why the album's called The Wall hmm. and the album was, you know, it was a big success and I heard something crazy like, and I might have got this wrong but by 1999 it had gone 23 times platinum wow, something just unbelievably <sighs> crazy like that Um, so just, yeah I'd re- like at the time, it was met with mixed reviews because they'd had um, the Dark Side of the Moon, which was the biggest album that they'd mm. ever, and really popular. And then I think it's called Animal or the Animal, uh, and that was the next album after that, and it did pretty well. But then this album, it's kind of like in between. Uh, the uh, the Animal or Animal It's in between these two big albums and so uh, yeah this finds Pink Floyd in a bit of a funny time where um, you know Roger Waters does not seem to really get on with anybody Um, and so Roger Waters and David Gilmore are the two most famous people uh, Mm. from uh, Pink Floyd and what happened is when they were in 1977 Pink Floyd were doing this In The Flesh tour And this was their first time playing stadiums and um, they didn't really enjoy it because they felt like it was there was like there wasn't a contact or, you know, people were coming to the gigs, but it was more like a social experience rather than coming to a gig like it was too big. Um, and so the relationship between the musicians and the audience were becoming a bit tough and some of the audience members started setting firecrackers off. Um, leading to waters to stop playing and um, to scold them and tell them to stop right? And so so this big like riot is starts happening. They calm it down. And then on the final days of this of of this uh, gig of this gig of this tour uh, in Montreal, um there was a noisy and excited group of fans near the stage, um, and I, Waters was irate enough that he actually spat on them. Oh, wow! Right. And and so this riot starts. Dave Gilmore refused to perform the encore because he was so fed up of all that was <laughs> going on, and just basically sits at the soundboard, um, and at the mixing desk a while. Like, and it means that their back backing guitarist, a guy called Snowy White, which is. Yeah. Great I'm pretty name. sure that's not. I'm pretty sure that's not his. Uh, is the name that his mom gave him? But uh, no. you know, but he he has to improvise this kind of like slow twelve bar blues thing, and mm. it's just not as good, and it's a bit awkward. And so, that night, Waters um, spoke with a producer called uh, Bob Ezrin, and Ezrin ha- told him about a psychiatrist friend who could help him out. And so, the wall is actually kind of about uh roger waters okay. and so that's where it comes from uh because roger waters was actually like really disappointed in himself in the fact that he'd like come from this background where he wouldn't isolate, like he wouldn't ever think about spitting on a fan and then what had happened how had he come this far to get to this point point? and so that's yeah. the background of it but i mean pink the character pink and roger waters don't it doesn't all sync up. Um, so it's not like no. a biographical uh, piece. And so, yeah, so that's just a little bit of the background. And then obviously, I mean, this album is absolutely massive. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not even sure one. where to start. I'm not even <laughs> sure where to start talking about it. It's like, it's a quadruple-sided like sided album, isn't it? If <laughs> you if you had a vinyl, it's four sides. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And so... I will run through a little bit of the plot, but it gets really confusing hmm. and it, it kind of has similar themes to Tommy when we did Oof. that. Um and we'll talk about <laughs> we'll talk about that. But basically it goes from like when Pink was growing up, his dad was killed in World War Two. and um, then he grows up, he goes to school, which is where you get the song Another Brick in the Wall part two. Hmm. And so basically the whole theme is this wall is being made to stop letting people in okay and so like he has it where he goes to school and he says the teachers are just horrible and their wives are like the wet like fat horrible people (laughs) and basically they boil they bully the teachers and that's why the teachers bully the kids basically um and we might talk about that a bit later and then it's always about his mother and bringing a girl home to his mother and basically his mother just being super controlling mm-hmm. um, and like saying, like, mother, do you want to break my balls? Mother, do you want to do this? Mother, do you want to find a girl for me? All this stuff. And basically it's just painting this picture of this world that's just really traumatic and really difficult. And it deals with some difficult issues. And so there's a bit where he has a groupie, because he then becomes a rock star, um he he gets a groupie back in his room his wife is cheating on him he doesn't want his wife to go like it's a proper absolute drama (laughs) but then he ends up like getting angry with this groupie and all this stuff and then in the end he ends up just in this hallucination on stage performance and it it doesn't really make sense but like so he's on stage, but he believes that he's a fascist dictator <laughs> and he's at a, a neo-Nazi rally. Um, and so, yeah, so the, the whole end of the album is a little bit confusing. so it's kind of talks about outside the wall because he manages to break them down. But then the very last track is kind of like a suicide note, but it's been claimed that it's not a suicide note. So, hmm. I mean, there's a lot of good and bad in this album, isn't there? yeah yeah so that's a bit of the plot and i think i've just murdered it basically it's kind of really difficult to make sense of um shall we talk about the album what did you think
1: of it so i thought we all know my feelings on tommy and rock operas um i won't go over them again but they're well documented so i thought this is going to be a train wreck i thought here we go again more flipping 80 minute songs with guitars that don't make sense with Cack vocals. This album, then, was the polar opposite of it. It was great. I'll tell you what, Come what on. this album does well is the opposite of what everything that um, Tommy does wrong, Sam. um, So, this, the, as I put in my notes, this is how you do a rock opera. So, the thing for me that makes it brilliant and and, and good is that it's got a theme and a musical motif that goes all the way through it. And it's that riff from Another Brick in the Wall. So there's three parts to that. And I think it it goes on some other song. It's the da 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 that bit. The fact that they reuse it, it reminds you of it. It You realise there's a central thread that goes through it. and There's another bit as well called, a song called The Trial. And they go back to Another Brick in the Wall Part 2 by one of the teachers that the, the schoolmaster or whatever is used as like a witness or something and it's got the same scottish accent that you hear it's just brilliant it calls back it's got this theme running through it and so it's like a show so hamilton's just come out recently on disney plus and the brilliant thing about hamilton and what most musicals do and rock operas are basically just musicals if we're being honest they just don't have the acting um, but what's brilliant about musicals and what's good about Hamilton and then this the wall is that they have those motifs, musical motifs that they call back to and it's familiar and it makes you realize that oh I'm watching one story or listening to one story um, So I thought that was that was brilliant. Um, also fun fact about this album you may have heard it on the last on the last song the last second a voice cuts out halfway through saying like is this? and then if you listen to the first track it it starts halfway through a sentence saying where we come in so if you were to listen to the whole album on one go it says this is this where we come in or something like that so the album's actually cyclical um the album is yeah it, it's almost meant to be played again and again on a big loop um kind of impossible if you're listening to it on on a vinyl player um but yeah, so I think that's really interesting. Um what they're trying to say with that, I don't know. Whether you know the story is he commits suicide or, or dies and then is reborn again and starts his life again. Who knows? Um But yeah, that's some some things I picked up. Nice. Musically speaking, with this uh, album, I just really liked it. Great guitar tones. It's like proper rock, proper like it's almost like um meatloaf battle of hell. That kind of overdriven guitar sounds really good. The guitar tones are really good. None of this, like on Tommy, s- spindly, horrible acoustic. It's good acoustic guitars. Some twelve string in there.
0: Um, I've got something to say about the guitars oh, on go, this. Go on. Right, they have depth. Mm, mm-hmm. Every guitar has amazing depth. Yeah, it like the delays, the reverbs, just the the tone of the guitar itself, like the whole album has depth actually like it's a it's a big sounding album yeah yeah and but but definitely like th- you know what i never listened to david Gilmore. i don't know if that's like, a thing you should say if you're a guitarist but i'd never <laughs> really listened to him and you know what i was super impressed mm, i was like okay. that is that is one hell of a tone mm. it's clear but it's overdriven it sings it screams it like it's beautiful. Hmm. It's the most beautiful instrument. It's really good. When it's done well, isn't it? Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, yeah, just calling it out. The electric guitar, <laughs> the most beautiful instrument.
1: It is. It, then... People who can use it properly and people who utilize its capabilities of, you know, using effects properly, you know, choosing the right amps, choosing the right guitars even. It just, it sounds, I don't know what guitar he plays, possibly like a telly
0: or something, I don't know. He, he plays a Strat. A Strat, okay, interesting. Yeah, he's got, he's like a famous Strat player. Right. He's got like his own signature model. And, um, mm. But like, it didn't sound like it. I mean, it does sound mm. like a Strat. Like there's some iconic Strat sounds, like mm. Another Brick on the Wall, part two. That's yeah. a classic Strat sound. But at the same time, you said a few weeks ago, sometimes a Strat can sound quite thin. Yeah. But you know what? This don't sound no. thin, pal. This uh, that sounded very threaded. <laughs> it was <laughs> all right. It's, I'll take but... your word for it. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds amazing, doesn't it? Yeah, it sounds it does. so good. Go you're going to tell me about the drumming.
1: The drums, uh, yeah. So they are just they're not overcomplicated. They don't try and do too much. They're there when needed. Um, I think comfortably numb, which I know is a song I already knew, but but I just absolutely absolutely love this song. Um, It just, like you said, it soars. The solos are great in it. And the vocal effects are really good in it. See, now, the vocals in this are brilliant. The vocals are great. And yes, there are some odd little weird moments like there are in Tommy with, like, this child saying, Mommy, look, there's an airplane and stuff. Yeah, it's a bit weird. It catches you out. But when it gets to the actual singing, it's actually someone singing, someone who can sing, unlike Roger Daltrey, who is a ted with a microphone. So, Yeah. This, this album, very uh, impressed with it. Is it um, He's with a microphone? Is it turd with a microphone and crap hair, as well to swear again then. He's got awful hair, Roger <laughs> Daltrey. If we go back to it, it looks like a Weetabix. It looks like wet Weetabix, in my opinion. Awful, awful human. Get in the bin.
0: But... And do you know what? It's well, just to get back on the album. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I'm
1: going it's again. well,
0: it's... <laughs> it's well thought about isn't it because there are parts where the vocal isn't strong and it's meant mm. to be like that mm. you know what i mean it's like it's meant to sound a bit weak it's meant yeah. to sound a bit like uh, you know on don't leave me now when it's like when his wife's gonna leave him he's kind of like i just think it's really great i yeah. think it's really great
1: when it goes into the kind of when he's after comfortably numb it's like, so there's a knock on the door and then it goes to the comfortably none. So he's obviously like shooting up backstage or whatever. And then he goes onto on stage. And like, I was I was shocked and surprised. It goes into like proper, like rock metal, like almost Led Zeppelin sometimes. Like, And I was shocked. I didn't think this album had that, uh, but it does. So I was well surprised with this album and, and happily so.
0: Amazing. Let's do some favorite tracks and then mm. we're going to take a break. So... Um mm. let's let's keep it's a big album, isn't it? But let's keep it to big, three yeah. songs. Um okay. I'll I'll do mine first. Go so for. in the flesh, mm-hmm. the first first one. Um so classic sounding. This you know I talked a few weeks ago about the dream theatre medley yes. um with the Elton John song. This is part of it mm. as well. In the flesh. amazing mm-hmm. so good. Um another brick in the wall part two. Mm-hmm. I thought, you know, it's just a great song. Um And we talked about how musicians these days don't have a problem sharing about their Mm -hmm. feelings. And that's something we've been quite enjoying over this series of episodes. But this here goes into quite complex issues with teachers, you know, and like role models. And I think we're in a much, you know, I'd say teachers now are advocates for people's... And that's my experience from school, rather than what you get here. And I think that's great. And... Um, just comfortably numb. Oh my words, mm. brilliant, it's, it's, it's brilliant so guitars. Yeah, Adam, what are your three um top songs?
1: Um, top tracks. I think number one out of that, I'm gonna go in reverse as the top first. Comfortably numb. Um, it is just brilliant. Um, just it's just a great song. There's not more else I can say. Um, bring the boys back home. Quite enjoyed that. It goes from Vera talking about um Vera Lynn who sang We'll Meet Again. I thought that was a brilliant it kicked that again, another one of those songs that came out of nowhere. Um she recently passed away as well, Vera Lynn, I'm sure. Um but yeah, bring the boys back home. Enjoyed that one a lot. Um and then as well, Young Lust. Um really enjoyed that one. Um wasn't expecting it but quite enjoyed it. Um it's a bit of a rocky roller one. So, um yeah,
0: yeah, it's like a classic seventies mm-hmm. like ball to the walls. Like yeah. it's it's good, isn't it? Gritty like rock rocker. Gritty? It's really yeah. good.
1: Because I'm not a big fan Amazing. of another brick in the wall part two. Just to go back to that song, I'm okay. not. I find uh, before listening to to this and obviously seeing how that that riff kind of brings into everything, I always thought that song was a bit weird. But in the context of this album. I actually think it's a lot better song than I previously thought. I'm still not a massive fan of it. But in the context of the album, it makes more sense. Um, and I think it works really well in the album. And it's it's yeah. changed my mind a little bit about it. Definitely.
0: Amazing. So good. So good. You know, we're, we're going to take a break. And then we're going to come back with Foolish Loving Spaces uh, by The Blossoms. But uh, so far, so good. So far, so good. good. <laughs> but, um, yeah, let's go to a break oh. and we'll chat after this. Okay, welcome back after the break. You know, I went to the Lou Adam, mm. just on, on our break. Cool. And I thought, I'm just so glad Adam enjoyed this album. Beautiful. I'm really glad. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm glad I enjoyed it too. It's
1: It's difficult to be angry all the time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I used to work with a guy mm. called ian bamford ian if you're out there well i know you're out there so um somewhere <laughs> <laughs> but he was he was like the biggest pink floyd fan right mm. he's the coolest guy he did like pink floyd uh tribute gigs oh wow he looks like david gilmore he plays like him he's sick man he's so cool, That's cool. but he's like uh, yeah he's, he was just brilliant when i was working with him mm. a long time ago so I can now tell him, not that I'll ever see him anymore, but there you go. Uh, So we're going to talk about Foolish Loving Spaces, which was recommended by Dan Latham, so Mm -hmm. thank you for that, Dan. Uh, And The Blossoms are an English indie pop band from Stockport, big up the Northwest, Northwest. um, and they formed in 2013, and this is their third album. um, And I have been known to enjoy... The Blossoms, but only really their singles. I struggle to get into an album. Okay. But I do enjoy a little bit of them. And so this is the third album and you know it's got singles where support by the singles, Your Girlfriend, The Keeper, if you think this is real life. Um and do you know what? I really enjoyed this album. It's mm. very upbeat. Very. It's kinda it kinda doesn't lay back at all. It just goes th- full throttle, but in quite a fun way. Um, I really enjoyed it. Very catchy, upbeat, great sound of music. Hmm. Kind of the opposite to The Wall. Yeah. Because <laughs> The Wall is very serious. And, um But this was really great. What did you think of it,
1: Alton? I enjoyed it. Um, I've got here my first initial thoughts. Poppy indie goodness. Um, yeah, it's just really good. What I've got down here is really well-written, solid songs. I think if I was a songwriter, I'd aim for songs like this. Maybe not as my singles, because I'd want something that was, like, brilliant. But they're not overly complicated, but they're still really good, really solid, um, fun songs. Like you say, more upbeat, not as serious as some of the material that's on um, the wall. But that's okay. Doesn't make it any less worse. Uh, They're not technical masterpieces, these songs. They don't have incredible solos. They might not make it onto a list of top 100 songs of all time but just really solid songs so if I was a songwriter if I was someone who was looking to make an album particularly in this genre I'd listen to this album I go well this is kind of what I want to aim for I want to aim for really good solid songs because a lot of albums full of filler all filler no killer but this they're not filler they are good they can stand on their own but um yeah so I really enjoyed it um I will be listening to more Blossoms um, Amazing. Yeah. You know, I think over the years, Dan Latham's put me on some good music. In the past, he got me onto Wombats. He is the one, ladies and gentlemen, he is the one he used to blame for my Beatles obsession because even yeah. though our dad played a lot of the Beatles, um, it went over my head a lot. But when I was in like year nine, so when I was about 14, and I was friends with Danny, he used to listen to the Beatles a lot. And he used to tell me about them all the time. He was like, you've got to listen to the Beatles. you got to listen to the Beatles. And then I did. And, oh, boy, was a world opened up to me. So uh, I, I can trust Danny's uh, recommendations when it comes to music.
0: I can. And if you hate the fact that we've referenced the Beatles a lot, which I think we've got a lot better at, you know, it's, it's not our fault. It's all Dan's fault. It's all Dan's so fault. And you can write to at, him
1: at this address. At... <laughs> Here's Dan's number,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and do you know what? Do you know what? We're, this has turned into a rate Dan mm. <laughs> section, but Dan is also the person that said we should call the fans of the show Les Vinyl Yeah. So it's all it's all about Dan. He's got the great creative ideas. I think when we go forward,
1: let's get him on. Let's get him on to Come talk on. about one of the Beatles albums or John Lennon imagines coming up in the next kind of ten or eleven. Amazing. May we can maybe get into our people we'll get in touch yeah. with those people and we'll see what we can work out contract
0: wise yeah brilliant I think that's sounds idea. great sounds good back, back on this album Sorry, yeah <laughs> i think this is like you know how you have the beatles mm-hmm. and then in the 70s you had like the jam and you had like paul weller mm-hmm. And through the eighties as well. And then through the nineties you then had well, Pink Floyd are in that list as well, like just influenced by the Beatles. Yeah. And then in the nineties you had Oasis. Mm. I think this is the equivalent right here. Okay. I think the Blossoms got great songwriting. It's really simple. You know, it's got synthesizers, it doesn't sound like the Beatles, but I can hear Beatles influences all over it. And I, I just think and the say Dan said Fleetwood Mac influence oh, as well yeah, okay. and I can hear it yeah. I've got that as well and I thought it was a great listen um, there's something I don't know there's something missing there is something missing from it it's not like it's not a banger there's something just not doing it for okay. me it's a bit fluffy right maybe and maybe that's lyrically mm. I don't know mm. but but you know what as a whole very good and very enjoyable solid, so.
1: solid album I think solid
0: very solid oh I have a bit of trivia for you. Oh, I love you. the trivia. Where was this album recorded, Adam? See, my initial
1: feeling is that it's Abbey Road Studio 2 or whatever it was, the one that the Beatles recorded in with the control room in the upper corner, things like that. Um, But I don't know whether it was. Are you going to tell me it was recorded in Liverpool?
0: Maybe it was recorded in Liverpool. Interesting.
1: Was it recorded on Par Street Studios in Liverpool?
0: It was. It was recorded in Par Street. Um, so there you go. So yeah, Par Street is where it was recorded. And do you know what? Mm. Par Street is closing. Is Did it? Did you know about this, Adam? No, I didn't. Yeah, they're turning they're ter- into flats. Oh, behave. Everything's getting turned into flats these days. Yeah, it Shocking. is, isn't it? Um, do you know what? We think that's terrible. Mm. <laughs> Adam's only just found out. It, it is terrible, isn't it? Yeah. Do you know what? Great Coldplay albums have been written exactly. here. Exactly. Um, like our friends have albums that have been written here like you know countless just great albums this album has been recorded there and I just think it's such a shame mm. you know this is and Liverpool is a city that's built on music oh absolutely you know what I mean so much good music and here go the council making more flats we don't need any more do we mm, no and uh, so, there's
1: nothing wrong with uh, I like the flavour that the students bring to Liverpool. I think it's vastly important for the city. They bring, obviously, their money with them. Uh, It's great. It's great to have three or four different unis in Liverpool if you really count them all up. Um, It's great that we can become a centre of knowledge, but there is a limit because the students aren't going to come forever. So you've got to build it on something else. And so, if you just get rid of all these things'cause of the certain shops that are closing there's to to make way flats, there's old buildings that are being torn down you're you're losing a little bit of a little bit of of extra identity going with it again, nothing wrong with the students wherever they come from, they're more than welcome in this in this city um forever, but there's got to be a limit, surely you'd think
0: yeah um but so we're actually gonna post below this in our like. Um, show notes. A petition Mm. for Par Street Studios. Um, and so we want to stop Liverpool Council allowing the demolition of it because it's just out of order. And this petition has like fourteen thousand um, uh, petition sign signatures. (laughs) Forty. Thank you so much. So sorry. (laughs) Fourteen thousand signatures. I wondered where you were going. <laughs> Sometimes I just don't have the words <laughs> to say, I don't know. Um fourteen thousand and nearly a half uh signatures mm. and they need fifteen thousand for it to get listened to. So do you know what? We could do that. Mm. We could be that thing that tips it over the That's edge. It. So, you know, go and sign the petition that is below uh because we want to see music just carrying on mm. and just flourishing in this city. And you know what? another great album. Some of the other bands have been there. Echo and the Man, mm. The Zootons. Come on. You want know I me mean? The Zootons. Valerie. Valerie. Why don't you come on, on about... over, Valerie, everyone goes on, about... Studios.
1: <laughs> everyone goes on about the Amy Winehouse version, which is a great version, but the original art song just has a little, the horns in it, um, the riff. It's a little bit extra special. Um, I think the, the original. Um, so, yeah. It'd be such a shame if that institution was, uh, was to be knocked down or, or to be renovated and turned into something a bit soulless.
0: You know, we don't swear on Elvin and that's on purpose, but the comments here, right, says, stop building shite apartments for wolves." Yeah. And you know what? <laughs> I can't disagree. <laughs>
1: <laughs> As someone and so, who is you know now what? a wool,
0: I agree with that sentence wholeheartedly. <laughs> and so you know what? Sorry, Mum. Sorry, Mum. Sorry, uh... Sorry, back. Everyone else that need to say sorry to yeah. <laughs> Um But you know what? It's out of order, so we'll put that out there. Yeah. Let's get it done, people. Let's get around it. Brilliant. Let's get around it. Come on. We've got this. So, back onto the music. Would you rather, Azan, mm. this Blossom's album, Foolish Loving Spaces, or The War by Pink Floyd? Um... The wall, I, I will I will keep that. Never
1: did I see a day where I would keep a rock opera, but I will. Um, it's just just brilliant. Um, parts of it are just just really really good. So I would keep that. I will keep an eye on Blossoms now, because I think that so they're a relatively young band, seven years. Um, so I think possibly the best for them is is still yet to come. The best of their their output. So I'll definitely keep an eye on them, and I'll, I'm going to look back at their older stuff as well, because I'm sure they've got bangers like you said, um, from some of their singles and that.
0: But Charlemagne, tell that, check that out. Charlemagne, Charlemagne is do. great.
1: Will do. Um, so yeah, so I'm
0: keeping keeping the wall. How about yourself? Um, I'm probably keeping the wall as well, but I I do have a comment that we haven't said about the wall. Oh yeah. Um, the side one is brilliant. Right. If if it was just side one, even side two, both of them together, I think it would be a top twenty album on this list. Uh, okay. Side three is okay, but all it really has. I mean, you said you liked um, "Bring the Boys Back Home," but I I found it a little bit difficult, and it does have "In the Flesh" part two, but but really comfortably numb is the main stay on that, mm-hmm, isn't it? Definitely. Like that's the big song. And then side four is garbage, right? I, I'm gonna say I'm going there. Oof. Like, it really is poor, and the story is hard to understand. Mm. And like, even when we were talking about then, he's in a trance where he's a neo-Nazi. Mm. It's hard to write these things, it's isn't it? Much. And it doesn't come across that well, I don't think. And it's hard to understand. And we forgot to mention there's a film on this yeah. as well. Maybe we should watch it. We should have a film club album right? as well. We will do that. Um,
1: well, we've got. Then we'd have to watch Tommy, and I'm not sure about that.
0: Yeah. Well, one of our bonus episodes is going to be top ten rock operas. Ooh.
1: Okay. Yeah. And <laughs> you can.
0: I mean, you know. <laughs> uh, and you know what? We're definitely not going to talk about Tommy, but but I just think like this album. You know, and we'll find this when we do um, Dark Side of the Moon, mm. that this album isn't as good as it gets. Right. Pink Floyd wise um so anyway but but i think i'm still gonna pick it hmm. but i with the understanding that i think like the fourth side of the album is pretty dire to be <laughs> honest but um <laughs> just to put it out there fair, fair. yeah the word that we used for the walls earlier will um mm, for the apartment that for will the suffice walls. here yeah. yeah yeah sorry sorry um yeah okay brilliant and so We'd both pick the wall, even though we did really enjoy the Blossom's album. Adam, mm. what are you rating the wall out mm. of five? Um, it's a tricky one.
1: It's a little bit better than half. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go for a three point five for me. Um there were moments in this that I really that made me go, ooh you know, so um three point five for me.
0: So with what I've just explained, right? Mm-hmm, cool. I think the first half is a four. Okay. The second half, I mean, the very last half could be a one. <laughs> I really disliked it. So I'm giving it a two point five. Okay. And it feels a bit harsh because there are some great songs on it, mm-hmm. but that that last bit is really a killer. Time I to. really found it hard to listen to. It, yeah, really hard. So there you go. So we've rated it. We've rated it. Come on. Brilliant. Um, Do you want to know what next week's albums are? I always do. I unfortunately let it slip in a group chat that we had. (laughs) Uh, But next week's. So Adam already knows this week, whereas he normally doesn't. But next week's album is Born in the USA by Bruce Springsteen, that
1: gravel throated singer.
0: I love Bruce. (laughs) I can't wait to do this. I'm really excited. Hmm. And we're gonna be comparing it to None of Us Are Getting Out Alive by the Streets. Oh. We're listening to the latest streets album. Are the
1: streets, the same people that did Dry Your Eyes, mate. Is that is that the streets? Yep. Interesting yeah. that.
0: Interesting. And this is their first art. So Mike Skinner is the guy from the streets. Um, yeah. And so we're gonna to listen to those two albums. I'm not sure it's gonna be much crossover, but <laughs> we're going for it. No, no, no. Um, I the street's first album in a long time, mm. so that's really great. Uh yeah, and we have some exciting Ooh. things to look forward to in the next week. We do. I'm not gonna give it all away. Okay. But I'm gonna give it a little bit away. Okay. So next <laughs> week <laughs> next week is the first episode where we are doing it in person. Come on. I'm so excited. I got butterflies just then. Just oh. I know, i'm so excited and you know what we've got other things that we've been working on that we couldn't do until we got in like to do it in person so lockdown has lifted we're allowed to have people in each other's homes now and so next week's episode we're gonna be in the studio Ooh. in the new podcast studio we've got big work to do this week because oh, wow. we've got to get ready <laughs> <laughs> but um i'm currently waiting on some um new tools to help me do some of the moving and lifting Time. and shifting. So, power yeah, tools? So. Yeah, yeah. Not power tools, not with these guns. Oh, okay. You no.
1: Have you got a payment for them? Put them <laughs> away. This is not an open carry state. <laughs> I've got more the of a Texas payment
0: people. than Liverpool Council have for those apartments. <laughs> Sign the petition, people.
1: Sign that petition.
0: Yeah, come on. Uh, so, yeah, so next week is a big one. Really exciting. Episode 15 coming up. Mm. I'm so excited. It's going to be good. Yep. And we're listening to Bruce, born in the USA. Come on. Can't wait. So thank you so much for listening. Mm. Uh, please subscribe if you haven't already. Please give us a rating and a review. Please make it positive. We would love that. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram. That's where we do most of our stuff. Uh, at El Vanilla. Uh, I'm at at Matt Courtney Music. Adam, you are at Adam
1: Courtney ninety
0: five. Yeah, you are. And you know what? We put a bit of content on there that doesn't go on to like the um the podcast. So mm. come and follow us there. We'd love to see you there. We'd love to interact. We'd love to chat and we look forward uh to chatting now. So until next week, have a great week. Mm. Have the most blessed week you could ever have. We hope it goes really well Uh, and we'll see you next week. Take care.